0: Welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello everyone. Writing can be a lonely pastime. Isolate with your thoughts as you put words to paper, an author can never guess how their finished work will have an impact on others. Or can they? The pendulum of the clock on the wall swung back and forth like the tail of a cat. The timepiece filled the study with a resounding tick, each time it hit the end of its swing. A tired woman sat in a large worn chair, tucked into a large ornate desk. On the desk was a laptop, with its black screen punctuated with a glowing green cursor. It blinked steadily and waited for the woman to type. Her hand should be dancing over the keyboard, spinning out the next tale to be enjoyed by her readers. Instead... The woman was running her hands through her thick auburn hair in frustration as she strained to think of a plot. Her gaze traveled up the wall to a small shelf mounted just above the desk. Resting on a small wooden platform were twelve paperback novels. The spines of the books were unbroken, and the colors were as sharp as the day they had been printed. These books were not meant to be read, but to serve as trophies to the author's accomplishments. Bold script along the spines proclaimed the title of each of these stories, and to what the reader may find inside iced, devoured, camp canine. Under each title in fine silver script was a single name, Helen Banks. Each of those books contained a tragic story that had been enjoyed by tens of thousands of her fans around the world. The words within the books invoked fear and terror with a descriptive prose. Helen knew this from the letters her fans had written, and some even proclaimed to suffer nightmares from her works. Staring at the books did inspire new concepts and plots to roll through Helen's head, Each one seemed promising for only a moment before devolving into a repetitive cliché. It was obvious more inspiration was required to conquer this writer's block. Helen rolled back her worn chair from the desk and fished a keyring ring over her pocket. She leaned down and unlocked the lowest drawer of the desk. She slid it open and began to rifle through its contents. There were various folders holding receipts and contracts from publishers of her books. She moved them aside and fished out a black leather portfolio from the very bottom of the drawer. Helen laid it gently on the desk and ran her hands slowly over the cover. Her finger found the edge of the portfolio and slowly opened it to the first page. A yellow newspaper clipping trapped beneath a layer of plastic greeted Helen's eyes. Its headline boldly read, Ten Dead in a Watery Crash. The story explained how a bus full of seniors had gone off a bridge and plunged into a frozen lake. None of the seniors had survived, and it was one of the worst tragedies in the small town's history. The ugly twist is that the bus was sabotaged, by the town's mechanic The his mother's inheritance, who was a pastor on the bus. Helen flipped the next page and there was another clipping. Its headline read, Cannibal Chef Caught. This story was about how a chef had murdered five people and served up their remains to unwitting customers before being caught by the police. This was a particularly gruesome story as it went into detail about what dishes the chef had prepared for the remains of his victim. Another page flip led to another clipping. This story was about a pack of dogs who had terrorized the youth camp for several nights, before police could rescue the campers. Helen did not have to read the rest of the clipping for the details. She knew them quite well, and they were retold in her novel, Camp Canine. In fact, all her books are based on the tragic news clippings that Helen kept within the black leather portfolio. Or that is how it would seem to anyone taking a casual glance at her little book of inspirations. If one were to take a closer look, they would see a strange and unpleasant trend. The incident about the bus crash took place six months after Helen had published Iced. The chef did not begin to serve up his special menu until almost a year after "Devoured" had hit the stands. As for the dogs terrorizing the youth camp, that was just a hair shy of three months after she got her first rally check for Camp Canine. In fact, all the clippings in the black letter portfolio took place after Helen published her stories. Was it a coincidence? One could brush off two or three occurrences, but twelve dispelled any notion of what the reality was. Whatever tragedy Helen wrote came to pass. Helen closed the portfolio and placed it back in the bottom drawer. As she locked it, Helen's mind was now raised with new, terrible possibilities. Each scenario seemed more horrific than the last, and Helen savored each new plot as they rolled through her head. The idea of causing so much pain and suffering sent a little jolt of adrenaline through her body, and Helen flexed her hands. It was time to write. The concept of fire was something she had not written about, and it would surprise her readers. A story began to form her mind about an arsonist who targeted orphanages. He had been mistreated and wanted as a child, would take out his pain by burning them down. He would be apprehended by the police after a few months, but not before he left a fiery trail of death and destruction. Helen's hands began to dance over the keyboard, and the green cursor leapt across the screen, leaving a trail of words in its wake. She glanced up at the clock ticking away on the wall. The children would be home in about an hour, and then they would want a snack, Plenty of time to get a good start on the new book. Are you living in someone else's story? Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night. By Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.